All right, ready? Yep. He's like, I was ready 27 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Scott! following episode of the walking dead podcast is brought to you by audible.com audible.com is the premier source of spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet choose from their extensive catalog of over 215,000 audio programs from leading audiobook publishers comedy specials magazine and newspaper publishers business information providers as well as many other products audible is also the preeminent provider of spoken word audio podcasts for Apple's iTunes Store. In addition to audio programs from outside publishers, Audible.com introduces Audible Studios. Matching the most imaginative and esteemed authors with the world's best performers, including Academy Award winners, respected stage actors, and Juilliard graduates, Audible Studios produces a diverse catalog of engaging audio ventures for every age. Sign up today for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. You'll get a free audiobook, and you'll be helping to support The Walking Dead podcast. So head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash dead and start a new adventure today. And now, we're pleased to present the latest episode of The Walking Dead podcast. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. It's The Walking Dead podcast. Got any advice for me? I'd say make a run for it. This is The Walking Dead Podcast, a podcast dedicated to The Walking Dead television show on AMC and The Walking Dead comic from Image Comics. Come on, come on! So sit back, relax, and join the herd. Welcome to another episode of The Walking Dead Podcast. 
I'm Scott, and here with me, as always, is Mr. Gary. It's me, I'm here. You are. Yep. Thank God for that, I say. <laughs> just Probably more it. important things to thank God about, you know, but... Well, right at this moment, I'm doing it. That, so. All right. Just be appreciative. I am, I am. It would be a very boring echo chamber if it was just me. <laughs> All right, well, before we begin, once again, you may or may not hear construction noises in the background periodically. <laughs> this is work being done on one of the apartments near mine and simply can't be helped. I've asked them to reschedule it for my podcast, and for some reason they aren't willing to do that. That's not true. I didn't do that. They would laugh at me if I did. Yeah, anyway, right. I apologize in advance. <laughs> so hopefully they won't. They seem to have quieted down. They've been working on this apartment across from me for a month. The people moved out of there a month. I don't know what the hell they're doing in there. <laughs> it's like Jerry Seinfeld's remodeling. <laughs> so. Well. Yeah. Anyway, this is episode 208 of the podcast. And now our boilerplate. As always, you can leave your comments and feedback by emailing us at twdpodcast at gmail.com or by posting a comment on our Facebook page. That's on Facebook, the Facebook page. Well, yeah. I wish it were nowhere, but not yeah. not, not our Facebook page, like Facebook. Facebook was just done. It's an unnecessary, it's a, it's a necessary evil. Do you want to go back to MySpace? You know, it seems I may actually still have a MySpace page. Really? If I do, I haven't looked at it in like 10 years. I didn't even know MySpace was a thing outside of that Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> but I do like his sentiment. And he said he's doing a, a he's a com- famous comedian. He's doing, I think it was Funny People. Uh-huh. He's doing a uh, like a corporate thing for MySpace and he comes on a fuck Facebook. <laughs> I agree. All right. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, let's not even get into Twitter. No. Although perhaps maybe we should update our Twitter feed at some point. I mean, yeah, that might be a good idea, but... Since we have it. Yeah. Do we have to have it, though? Well, it's like I say, necessary evil. It's part of the whole promotion thing. Yeah. I guess. We have it, so... Might as well use it, I guess. Yes, indeed. You can also give us a call on our voicemail line at 561-501-1483. And let us know what thoughts are on your Walking Dead mind. Again, that's five six one five zero one one four eight three. Yeah, that's to do that. Yeah, and yeah, do that. Do that. Pick up the phone, call when we're done. All right, and now on to the main event: a review of season eight, episode eleven, "Dead or Alive." Or not really clear on what that means, but <laughs> that's the title: "Dead or Alive." Or seems a little redundant, Gary. Yeah. Two wars, dead or alive? Dead or alive. Or. Alright, let's listen to the bumper music. Wow, what great bumper music, Scott. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I know you can hear it in, in your head. Oh, yeah. It's ringing in it's my ears effect. all day. It's a post-production effect. Note, Gary can't really hear it, 
Because <laughs> I don't have a soundboard to play it. No. We're not that advanced here. Soundboards are like really expensive, and perhaps maybe there's a computer solution to that, but I haven't found it yet. <laughs> so. It probably is, but you'd also probably have to have a pretty powerful computer, I'd imagine. Yes. Well, to handle all the we're functions. Out, we're out there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All in all, I thought this was a pretty good character development story. Mm-hmm. Episode. And in contrast to most other weeks, there was no segment that in the end I had any kind of major problem with. Wow. Yes. Even the terrorist stuff, which I found initially I liked the least, was not difficult to relate to in the end. Yeah. And I thought it, it really, the way they did it, it really was was uh, beneficial for the story. So, All right. Having brought up terror, I will address that first, if that's okay, okay. with you. Sure. Initially, I was getting a little annoyed with Terrace, her seeming inability to understand why Daryl didn't just whack Dwight at the first opportunity. Mm-hmm. While understanding that for Tara, the only concern is that this is the guy who murdered her girlfriend, I was still of the opinion that she should at least be practical in the same manner as Daryl and Rosita. You know? Yeah. They both want to kill Dwight, especially Daryl. Daryl hates him. Yeah, Daryl was pretty mad. Yeah. But they both understood or understand he could be useful. Uh, I can feel a little bit better about it when I try to put myself in her position. Because, you know, if Dwight had killed my wife, I probably would have either already just whacked him and then <laughs> asked for forgiveness later. Yeah. Or I would have resigned myself to doing it sometime later. <laughs> would you have thrown zombies his way? No. No. If I had already resigned myself to do it later, then I would have not thrown a zombie at him, especially when his arm is messed up. Yeah. The conundrum about whether or not Dwight is really helping them out or just playing them as a constant part of the plot in the book through the all-out war story. They're trying to replicate this on TV, but in my opinion, its effect is somewhat diminished given that Dwight has basically defected because he didn't plan on going back. Yeah. He didn't plan on going back, so he basically had defected. He went back basically as a as kind of an opportunity to lead them away. But the fact that he led that savior contingent away from the swamp makes it look as if he's actually betraying Negan. The thing is, we've gotten so much additional insight from Dwight on TV that isn't present in the book that from our point of view, it seems much less likely Dwight is a double agent and that yeah. he actually is genuinely acting consistently in a manner that a defector would was it just me though or did it seem like they weren't even really looking like they might find them and dwight just kind of charged out there they looked like they were walking towards where they were or i think it's also the fact that they mentioned they're going to go check the swamp oh. dwight just rushed out there to kind of yeah you're right i forgot about that of course yeah that's what what um when we see that rosita's there stalking them and uh-huh. watching what the hell is that? <laughs> anyway, when she's watching them and she says she's, you know, when, when um, Tara tells her he led them away. Mm. Still, um, I, you know, with all that kind of back and forth and what she Tara was doing, I still thought the whole thing was a useful tool for the development of Tara's opinion toward him, which would be necessary because she she tried to kill him. 
right there, and he managed to run away. So it was only a matter of time before she actually did pop him in the grape. Yeah. Uh, and he became lunch. Yeah. Or he... No, he wouldn't become lunch. She oh, yeah, shot him he, in the grape. He would make... He'd be the luncher. Yeah. The luncher. luncher. Not the luncher, not the lunchy. Lunchy, right. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Gabriel... Dr. Carson's section was interesting and somewhat enjoyable to a degree, although I find Gabriel's faith is a little annoying yeah. when expressing the context of what was going on in this whole segment. I thought, though, it was still interesting, as at least it was a distraction on the way to a segment about Gabriel's faith being tested. In the context of the whole segment, I thought the whole faith question was, was well handled because he kind of goes full circle, and now he's really doubting his faith. After he got captured and sent back, plus he's losing his eyesight and he's a mess, Gary. He's just a mess. Just a mess. I mean, I didn't never liked that character, but uh, for a while I was warming to him. But now, you know, I don't know. I was really though surprised that they killed off the doctor, hmm. just like that. Then I thought, oh yeah, they have another doctor, Sadiq. Oh yeah, the revolving door of doctors now. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, Dr. Carson, of course, doesn't die in the book, but he's not a major character in the book either. So. Yeah. Neither is Gabriel. There's no thing. Gabriel's just like in the background. In his yeah. church. In his church. <laughs> the, uh, the Hilltop segment was good for Maggie's continued leadership development, I thought, but I don't believe she should be granting the prisoners anything. Feed them fine. Give them water fine. But she owes them not a damn thing. Especially when they're already mentioning the food rations are dwindling and, yeah. you know, like, why like, go out of your way to give them more? Yeah. Like, yeah, I got some food for you. <laughs> you can eat grass. <laughs> Fuckers. See, you can eat Lucille. Yeah, they should feel fortunate she didn't, she didn't just execute them. All of them right off the bat because I would have shot them all. And I would have piled up their bodies in the woods mm-hmm. as a message to Negan in the same manner. I don't know if you saw We Were Soldiers once with Mel Gibson. <laughs> Did you ever see that movie? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's about the first use of air cavalry in Vietnam. Okay. And there's a big battle that goes on. That It's a historical depiction of an actual battle. Hal Moore was the colonel in charge of this regiment. or Yeah, I think it's a regiment. Mm-hmm. And he, his philosophy is he's the first one on the ground in the combat zone, and he's the last one to get on the helicopter to leave. Hmm. And so at the end of this battle that takes up the whole movie, they pile up the bodies of the dead North Vietnamese soldiers in a big pile mm-hmm. right near the uh, extraction point. And then last thing he does is he looks, takes survey of it, he gets on the helicopter, and they leave. And then a little while later, the North Vietnamese commander arrives on and reviews this pile of bodies. With I think they left a note. I think he left a note there. He left something else there. And uh, that's a, you know, I don't know if they did that as sort of a roundabout way of saying, here's all your guys we killed so you can take them and bury them. Mm-hmm. But in any case, it's a powerful visual. That's what I would have done. Yeah. That's what I would have done. Yeah. <laughs> saviors. I would have piled them all up in the woods and then ne- Negan can find them and say, look, you think you're brutal? You have no idea. 
that sounds like a good plan, actually. Yeah, I mean, he he was very brutal. He has demonstrated that time and time again. He seems to have some kind of um, thing about not killing any more people than he has to, but the way in which he goes about it is particularly brutal, and he does that to send you a message. Yeah. That if you cross him, the response will be so extreme, you wish you died as a child. So <laughs> I think doing that is really the only way you speak to him. And it it's like there's a scene in the next episode where um, Simon and Dwight are driving to Alexandria. Mm-hmm. I mean, not Alexandria, to the hilltop. And uh, Simon makes the point that Rick, he called the Rick, the widow, and the king are different than other people that they've tangled with because they don't scare. Yeah. They just keep coming back no matter what they throw at them. And it's true. Yeah. That's why it's different. Mm Mm-hmm. So I would have done that. And uh, if Jesus didn't like that, he can go live somewhere else or he can go scavenge grass for these these people. (laughs) So it just the problem is in this environment, it takes it takes almost more resources to care for prisoners than it does to just, you know, shoot them. And I'm not, like, for doing that under normal circumstances, but considering who the saviors are and what they do, I wouldn't have any problem with it at all. I imagine, though, I'd probably be an empty shell of a person after doing that, but, you know, (laughs) and my soul would be gone, and I would be devoid of all humanity, but what are you going to do? There's a cost to everything, Gary. (laughs) And if, you know got to sell your soul a little bit. What are you going to do? I guess you just got to sell your soul. Just got to sell your soul and hope that, uh, unlike Millhouse, the unlike Bart, when he sold the soul, that the, the sliding door at the convenience store actually opens for you. <laughs> oh, and finally, somebody just needs to buttstroke Gabriel across his face. You know what I mean by buttstroke? Take the butt of that rifle and... Introduce it to Gabriel's face. But he's the miracle man. Not Gabriel. Um, not Gabriel. Did I put Gabriel? Yeah, yeah you did. I yeah. meant um, Gregory. Oh, yeah. Not Gabriel. Gabriel needs to just be, like, pitied. I meant Gregory. Keep getting those Gs confused. <laughs> Somebody needs the butt stroke Gregory. And to be fair, we're so used to hating on Gabriel that it kind of makes sense that you would go yes. there on mistake. Originally, I wanted a butt stroke Gabriel. But, uh, no, Gregory is the one I mean here. Yeah. Because Xander Berkeley was in full form, you know, being a, a slimy weasel. He's so great at that. Yes. He plays he that like character plays so well. characters like that all the time, too. Yeah. From the corrupt police lieutenant in Phoenix to his character for uh, the first, I think, the the first season of 24. I think he made it through this, some of the second season. Yeah, he did. He died. Yeah. And he was irradiated or something, and he <laughs> yeah. sacrificed himself. I don't know. Yeah, radiation poisoning. Well, that would change your perspective on things, I think. Yep. Oh, you want me to fly that plane out there with the bomb? I'll do it. <laughs> I'll no do it. No problem. I'll do it. I'll take care of it. I used to be just a whiny little bureaucrat, but... You know what? <laughs> I'm dying. George. I think his character's name was George. I think so. That sounds right. Anyway, I think somebody should just buttstroke Gregory right across his face <laughs> just so that he gets it through his head once and for all that nobody likes him and everybody thinks he's a douche. Yeah. Exactly.
<laughs> so, as for uh, the Morgan and Carol debate about telling Henry who killed his brother, mm-hmm. I don't know. I probably would have told them. It's that fucker with the long hair over there. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> I mean, I understand why Morgan lied about it and he told him it was Gavin. So the kid would have closure. Yeah. But as it came after he killed Gavin, the trauma already occurred, and there's still more to come, I'm sure. So I would say, <laughs> have at it. Enjoy. Yeah, it. I guess. <laughs> Nobody deserves it more, except perhaps the guy with the baseball bat. Yeah. So. Yeah. That zombie-infused uh, baseball bat. Exactly. We'll get to that <laughs> in a moment. <laughs> well. <laughs> I still don't get what the hell Eugene's angle is. And really, I have a hard time understanding how he would realistically be accepted back into the group. But even if he, even in like in the book, he he takes a whole bunch of ammunition with him, as mm-hmm. well as Amber and her husband that got the iron. But I don't know. He just seems so committed to his current position. I, just, <laughs> I don't know. And he's a coward. So I don't know how he wouldn't be like a sniveling, whiny. I don't know. Because we're nearing the point when he would be departing. Yeah. Um, At least it's close. He left from... Well, he wasn't on an outpost when he was doing it. They took the machines to (laughs) where he is. Yeah. Now, finally, I very much like that they included Negan's little seminar on basic biological warfare (laughs) in a very similar manner as they did in the book. He, He rolled it on the face of walkers that were chained up and explained what they're doing and i thought it was very good i also like it not just because of jeffrey dean morgan but this happens in sort of the final third if we were dividing all-out war into three parts Mm -hmm. the second part the first part i guess would be roughly oh where they kill up to where they kill Glenn. And then the second part would be well now the first part ends when they stage their first pushback which in the show would be where the tiger is brought in. Yeah. That would be the end of season 7. The second part ends as I estimated when they bombard Alexandria. Mm. And the third part ends at the end. <laughs> This thing with the guts on the, gutting up the the weapons, is mm-hmm. uh, happens in the the final third, relative to the battle at the hilltop. So I like that they're moving it in that direction along that lines. It means it's more than more likely than not that they're gonna end the whole thing. Yeah. In the next five episodes, which I would like to see. Me too. So they can move on the greener pastures, Gary. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yes, it would. So, so. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> on that note, that's it for this week. Remember to leave your comments at the usual place. Facebook. TWD, yeah, TWDpodcast at gmail.com and then that other thing, Facebook. <laughs> and you can give us a call on a voicemail line at 561-501-43. And, of course... There's never been a better time to be a nerd. So stay safe wherever you are, and we'll see you back here for our next episode. As you can see, I'm tired of looking for cities that I've never heard of. And, yeah. 
So I just say, stay safe wherever you are. Whether it's in your kitchen or in the yard or wherever you are. <laughs> the car. Can you say one thing real quick? Mm-hmm. This is totally random. Can you say, oh, hi, doggy? Oh, hi, doggy. And we'll see you back here for our next episode. You know I'm cutting that out. Oh, I don't know on. what that was about. It's a thing. No. I'm not okay. All right. You don't, you don't it's worth a shot. You don't want to explain it to me first? I trusted well, you. I trusted you. That's our show for today. Thanks for joining us. Please check out our website for all the latest news and updates at thewalkingdeadpodcast.com. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash walkingdeadpodcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at TWDpodcast. If you like the show, let us know what you think. You can email comments and feedback to twdpodcast at gmail.com, as well as leave us a review on iTunes. You can also post comments on our website and Facebook page. The Walking Dead podcast can be heard at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Podbean.com, and SoundCloud. If you're an Android user, you can also download a dedicated Android app at playerfm.com and the Google Store. Please help support The Walking Dead podcast by visiting our sponsor, audible.com, and signing up for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. Many of our sound effects are provided courtesy of free SFX. Please check them out for all your sound effects needs at www.freesfx.co.uk. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here for the next episode of The Walking Dead Podcast.